0: Hello, fans. This is Hall of Famer Ron Simmons, and you are listening to WNS Podcast. And if you're not listening, that's just one word for you. Damn!
1: You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewshorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron I'm Doug, and we welcome you to episode 237 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can also find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Also by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast.
2: Yeah, follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast and Daniel. The man right there is at WNS underscore D. Yeah, so welcome to the show. No
1: A-Bear this week, still all, on assignment Yeah, doing doing that stuff. What up, Tyler? Uh, so welcome to the show. Guys. He's not listening. Really. Yeah, he's not. So plenty of stuff to talk about, so this is the week for us to really vent about Tyler and know he's not listening. Well,
2: good, because uh, I don't know how much I remember what happened on Raw. Oh, yeah? So uh, maybe we have to nothing to talk about but Tyler. I Okay, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe, maybe as we get through, here, my memory will
1: be gone. Oh yeah, I'm sure it will. So, uh, so welcome to the show. We're going to talk about some feedback, and boy, do we have some feedback. Um, do we? It's well, it's from one person. Okay, but it's quite a quite a bit. Okay, uh, we're also going to talk about Raw, some NXT, Ultima Lucha, and uh, round it out with some some Q and A.
2: Okay. So, uh, Doug, how you doing? I'm alright, man. Yeah. What's up with you?
1: Oh, just chilling. Ready for the weekend to be here. So, um, so for those of you who do not know or, uh, have listened before and never gotten around to checking it out, make sure you tune in to sports radio Beaumont as we have a wrestling show on there as well. It's a power hour of, uh, wrestling talk this week. We kind of discuss gambling and Hulk Hogan and Sting and
2: not, not Hogan continuing to gamble with his career, but and <laughs> losing, but
1: yeah. gambling and then Hulk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not. Yeah. Um, uh, And so, make sure you download the Sports Radio Beaumont app so you can download it, uh, so you can listen to the show. We air Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. So, please adjust your clocks accordingly. So, uh, so welcome to the show. Like I said, first bit of feedback, only bit of feedback, it's from Parker, and uh, it is a doozy. Saying, "Hey guys, good show, and sorry about my wording. I'll be more confusing next time." Uh, Ultima Lucha was insane. Jizz your pants, fantastic, classic. Uh, as far as Ring of Honor, of course they don't have any. Uh, of course they don't have the money, but with time, NXT will self-destruct. Long rant mode on. First, my opin- uh, first, this is my opinion, and I understand that everyone has their own. Raw, in my opinion, is garbage. I'll be honest, the only reason I watch it is because I cover Raw, NXT, Lucha, which, honest, uh, which is over, uh, Ring of Honor, TNA, and Paragon Pro Wrestling on my podcast. Don't worry, I won't self-promote. Uh, now, don't feel bad. I also watch Raw for the curiosity of what wacky thing will happen next week, even though Raw sucks. I know that WNS will be a heel in the sting uh oh, okay gotcha. got you uh new to now to nxt if you think if you ask anyone which is better raw or nxt they will say nxt and rightfully so but when compared with any other promotion it is clear that nxt sucks now think back to takeover when owens made his debut debut and in the main event neville and zayn uh, were you not entertained? It was the time to be alive. And I can even say that, or I, and even I can say that, but everyone knew NXT was the place I could compare it to ring of honor. But then it happened around the time after triple H is stolen cold podcast we started to see uh, repeated matches as an example I'll use Tyler Breeze versus Hideo Itami it was a little annoying but I brushed it off then boom like a brick the crowd's starting to suck more more repetition and now we're having Owens Balor 3 at TakeOver Uh, now I love Owens and I love Balor but we've already seen it twice I know I'm being a dick but that main event really turns me off NXT uh, wants a ring of honor crowd, but what NXT is doing makes themselves self-destruct. I apologize for this long rant. I understand if you can't read this, but I know people out there do like raw and NXT and I respect that. And the last thing I want to do is judge them for it. So,
2: uh, well, first of all, I mean, I don't care if you say your podcast, I don't care. It's like, we're pretending there are another podcasts out there. So I don't really give There's a fuck no. about that. <laughs> we, we don't care. Uh, I don't disagree with you about the NXT uh, is not always the stellar show that people make it out to be. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, I think that what, what people find in NXT that they don't find in raw is um, a lot of logic to the booking. A lot of uh, this makes sense. Uh, a lot, a lot less of, um, you know, turns for the sake of like trying to be like um, a crazy story or it, it NXT booking just makes sense. You can't dispute mm-hmm. it. And that's what people like that in their pro wrestling. They'd like to know that like what's happening makes sense and follows some sort of logical like form. Yeah. But as far as it's not always the strong show that people make it out to be. Um, a lot of shows, a lot of times it's just like uh, you get a couple of squash matches and then you get mm-hmm. like a main event and that's fine. I mean, it's um, yeah. I think it's an easy hour to watch. And I think that's uh, when you compare NXT to the main roster, what, what seems to be the problem with the, the main roster is there's just so much, so many hours of like main roster guys that everyone's overexposed. You've seen all yeah. those guys so many times. You've seen them wrestle uh, each other so many times. You've just seen them. So- I-, I heard this great point that Daniel Bryan was, who was doing interviews for his book tour on a podcast. I forget which one it was, or I would plug it or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember which one it was, but he was making the point that, um, like a, one of the big factors that p- wrestlers of his generation have to deal with that uh, the guys of the past didn't have to deal with is overexposure and that's just not the top guy the, the top guys are even more overexposed mm-hmm. but anybody on the main roster is just overexposed in general because there's so many hours of tv so that works in nxt's favor that they're an hour a week with a special every quarter or wh- yeah. whatever however they run it but Three uh times a year yeah and it's uh it's easier to control they it's not um it just makes sense, and people like for their shit to make sense. People like to acknowledge that what happened two months ago still matters now, mm-hmm. and, and, and NXT honestly does a, a lot better of a job of that yeah. than, the, than, than Raw does. As far as it's still half of a halfway um, developmental and halfway its own brand, so talent's going to cycle in and out. It's just how it is until they know exactly what it is, you know? And... I mean, there are tryouts all the time. For all we know, there's an influx of talent coming in. So you know, I know it looks thin right now, and it is pretty thin right now. But you still got guys like Joe and, and Balor. I'm not even defending it because I agree with this point. Um, but it just it's gonna talent's gonna cycle in and out. Is how it is. Um, as far as versus Ring of Honor, um, yeah, I mean, Ring of Honor fucks up a lot too. I'm not gonna like. Um, Ring of Honor is not always hitting it out of the fucking park every time. the 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 advantage that something like Ring of Honor has that people find favorable is they do they they aren't they aren't asking the guys to work a certain style. They will mm-hmm. basically the guys who who work for Ring of Honor have all the creative um, influ. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? They have all the creative input they could want. They have the match they want to have. I mean, they might not have the exact match as far as, like, we need you to go 12 minutes and not 20, or this is the point we're getting so-and-so over. But to a larger extent, guys in Ring of Honor can have the match they want to have, and those guys are going to be, like, obviously going to want to go out there and look good, so they're going to go out there and perform at the highest level they possibly can. And guys Mm -hmm. at NXT are being told to wrestle... uh, WWE style. Right. It's just uh, they want... They're being... It's not exactly raw style, but it's still, in a sense, a style that translates to the raw style because they're being asked to... They're being groomed. Yeah, they're being groomed to take over. Like, they have to do something that's going to translate to what they're going to do in raw. Right. And Ring of Honor doesn't have that problem. Um... But yeah, man, nobody here wants Ring of Honor to fail. That's not the, no, I don't want Ring of Honor to fail. Mm -hmm. I don't want Lucha Underground to fail. I'm Mm -hmm. just, when we talk about this shit, we're trying to be as realistic as possible. We're not talking about like what we want to happen. We're just talking about what we see happening. Right. And fuck, dude, I want TNA to succeed. I don't think they deserve to, but (laughs) I fucking, I want everyone to succeed. I like watching pro wrestling. Competition is good. Yeah, I want to see every show that I turn on, I want to be good. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not like a thing against Ring of Honor. I, I, I've, Every time Ring of Honor has been in Texas, which admittedly is not very many times. Well, mm-hmm. I they're starting to run in San Antonio, which is Texas is a fucking big state. That's a long drive from me. Yeah, but, that's
1: like a six hour
2: drive. Yeah, but still like most anything that's been local I've gone to see. Uh you know, I watch the show weekly. I fucking you know, I watch the the pay per views. I, I watch the show. Like I I'm a fan. I don't want I want them to do well. I just don't think it is realistically they have a shot of running WWE out ever.
1: I know we had a surge where we would talk about Impact in a while for a while. Uh, we did it for a, a a number of weeks, but I quickly fell back off of the bandwagon from it. It was just one of those where I just I didn't have time and didn't really have any interest in, in checking it out. I mean, how's it going?
2: I think I'm two weeks behind myself. Uh, okay. But they're just in the midst of all that. I I just was looking at um before we started recording. I was looking at stuff and they're just in the midst of like the GFW stuff now versus mm. the Impact guy stuff.
1: I mean, I follow them on Facebook, so I get updates every once in a while about what's well, see,
2: going on. My fucking problem is G1 is right now, and that's like fucking shows just about every every other night, if not every night. And then Triple Mania was this weekend, so I'm like trying to catch up on G1. I tried to watch. Uh, I watched. Did I make it through triple? I think I made it through almost all triple Mania. and so <laughs> when I when I have something that like I'm really interested in or really enjoying, like something like TNA, I put it on the back burner and tell them I was busy and I Yeah, it. because it's just priorities. Yeah, I mean you got to prioritize. Yeah, I try to keep up on everything, but it's just not logical. I mean, it's not 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 logical, not possible. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, to go back to go back the uh the NXT debate, you know, like you said, it it is, it is half developmental, half you know. We're trying to create our own brand here. Right. So, you are going to see a lot of repetition. These guys are trying to get a feel for one another. They're trying to say, okay, who can I really work with that that will tear the house down? And it's also one of those similar to what Paul Heyman said a a few weeks ago on the Stone Cold podcast, where he's like, you don't want every week to be Christmas, because then it loses its value. So that whenever they have the NXT takeover events and they tear the roof off and everyone's like, Oh my God, you know, main roster, follow that, it it has meaning.
2: Sure, but they don't do a good enough job of giving something of substance every week. Right. They yeah. could definitely improve there. But yeah, they don't I'm fine with like there's squash matches every show, and that's totally fine and acceptable <laughs> to me. I don't think that that's out of place or anything. I just um there are some weeks where it's really, really light.
1: Yeah. And you know it's it's bound to happen. There are there are weeks like that for SmackDown. Any wrestling promotion out there, uh, they'll have their slow shows. But uh, but yeah. So but thank you for the feedback. We do we always appreciate hearing from our listeners. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But let's dive on into Raw as we get one week closer to SummerSlam. The WrestleMania of the summer, basically, uh, we kick things off with Rollins coming out to cut a promo, who was interrupted by Cesaro, who is interrupted by Owens, who is interrupted by Orton, basically saying all all three of the of interrupted the by Triple H, yeah, who's you know, yeah, then interrupted by Triple H, um, but it was Cesaro, Orton, and Owens thinking that they were going to have a open challenge and that they all deserved the uh, the chance. But Triple H is saying, no, we're not going to do that. You three are going to fight. And the winner of that goes on to face Rollins tonight for the title. So, you know, it was a lovely way to kill 20 minutes. 24, if you count the commercials.
2: Yeah, it was all right. I mean, um, hey, what do you think they're going with? Do you think the purpose of this is to plant seeds? Not this uh, opening segment in particular, but Mm -hmm. the interaction between Rollins and Triple H. Is it just there to, like, plant seeds for them to eventually, like, part ways or whatever? Because he's he did the whole, like, uh, hey, you open your fucking mouth, so now you got to deal with this shit kind of yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: and it does seem like he, Rollins, has parted ways. Right. Because, you know, there's no Kane, there's no J&J. And, right. And, you Thank know, God. Triple H and Stephanie aren't there defending him anymore. Right. So.
2: It's nice to see him, like, in the ring on his own. Yeah. Of-
1: so now he's going to have to actually put up or shut up, you know. And, uh I don't know, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this whole authority stable is gone. Right. You know, as much as I love seeing J and J, I think it's best if Seth goes his separate way, but, um, I don't know. I, I know there's wonder if John Cena is going to be ready to come back by SummerSlam. Oh, bullshit. He'll be there. Yeah.
2: No, I don't think there's any doubt. I think they want I, I think mean, if he's tough, tough enough. I and, think they're playing up like there's doubt because they right. want people to feel like, oh, is the main event in jeopardy? But dude, come on, it's John Fucking Cena. He's gonna be there.
1: <laughs> He'll be there. Yeah. Did you uh, did you happen to see him on Tough Enough?
2: I'm a week behind because want because normally <laughs> I, I, normally what happens is I we record on Tuesday nights, which yeah. is when it airs. So what I usually do is I watch they replay it on Raw on USA following right on, on monday so yeah. what i what i usually do is watch the week the week behind mm-hmm. like after raw or whatever
1: well they, i saw a clip where he he came out to to address them couldn't even really tell that he had once had a broken nose i mean right. he had a little bit of bruising on his right side that you know the cameras kind of avoided but i mean the swelling had gone down his nose looked fine and it was crazy yeah merch yeah <laughs>
2: I mean, that motherfucker, they could rip his arm off and he would just, like, sew it back on and be ready to go. Yeah. He's just that type or of dude. Or he would go,
1: like, Jax from Mortal Kombat and get a bionic arm. Yeah. steel. Gotcha!
2: Yeah. He'll be there. Don't. No doubt. Uh, right. No doubt.
1: So, uh, so yeah. So it was a lovely 20-minute promo. Uh, after that, we got to see Team Bella going up against Team Bad. And... um. One of the things I found very interesting is that each of the groups kind of has a member that is cast aside, cast in the background.
2: Do you have that feeling? Um, well, not so much with PCB or is it P- How how do they how are they doing it?
1: Not the sorority sisters. Nope.
2: <laughs> hey, do you know what's sort of s- you know what's some... crazy is like we had an honest debate about the name sorority sister or a submission sorority or a su- no submission way. sorority and um, and it was genuine it was a genuine discussion and we were like is it good or is it bad showing us some merits and it didn't even and the type of fucking ship we run around here it, pretty much anything's on the table and it never even crossed our mind for a second yeah. that it could have been like porn related yeah. and then like the I very was, next day it was like boom boom boom, boom. it's like, like oh god right so i just thought it was cool that like we were not the the porn guys that's right Proud High of five it. on that. Proud of that. I'm
1: proud of. Yeah, good job. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, I I feel like each each group has a member that's not getting any kind of spotlight of such. Like there's only room for two in each group. Well, see,
2: uh, I think PCB is different. I I know it probably feels like Becky's in the background, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's this. I don't think Becky being in the background is the same as Tamina is in the background or Alicia's in the background. I think it's different. Okay. I mean, it's just... I think she's in the background because they have to make those other two girls be in the background. So, like, matchup wise like, the numbers have to be even. Yeah.
1: But, uh, I mean, Alicia Fox is, is, you know... I would hate to say... Use the word outcast. But, I mean, what other...
2: Third wheel? She's filling out the team. Yeah. Same thing with Tamina. She's just filling out the team.
1: Yeah. And I feel like Becky Lynch is the same. Because they're pushing the hell out of Charlotte, Paige is already well-established, and it's like, oh, and Becky Lynch is there too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, maybe it's just in my own mind that I, I think Becky's so much better than those other two girls. Mm-hmm. I don't personally put her in that position. Maybe that's the idea. I don't get that vibe with her, though. With the other two, I, I do, I do.
1: I mean, maybe they're trying to use this time well for Charlotte to establish her.
2: In fact, I think Becky's the only one that hasn't been beaten yet of the new girls.
1: Uh, maybe, I don't I, wanna, I don't follow like the main event or I superstars, because so. I thought
2: on Smackdown that, um, I want to say Charlotte dropped a fall to, um, Charlotte, someone on Smackdown, or is going to lose someone on Smackdown, I can't remember, mm-hmm. um, Naomi, I think. Huh.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, this was a three-on-three match between Team Bella and Team Bad, um, don't really remember a whole lot to it. I know the after after the match, all of the divas were brawling with one another. Yeah. Um, anything else to really?
2: No, nah, we're like a day late and like uh, memory gets hazy. like the specifics of the match are sort of escaping me for the entirety of RAW. So I don't know how mm-hmm. we're gonna get through this. All right, we'll just we're gonna try. Match. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see the
1: New Day going up against Los Matadores, and uh, the New Day end up getting the victory. Uh, with uh the primetime players watching backstage and apparently right. Darren Young was taking notes while wearing a very odd get up. Uh, I guess he was, was it odd, he just had a hat on there. It was like a hat and I don't know. I don't know if they were like trying to make him look like a scout or something or hmm. or what, but
2: they get a pass, those dudes are
1: usually dressed pretty sharp. Yeah. I was kinda hoping to get them on commentary again, but was not to be.
2: And yeah, we don't want to run it. Let them let it breathe. Yeah. Let it bring <laughs> Yeah,
1: so New Day end up getting the victory. and. All right,
2: this is, my, okay, this is my takeaway from the match because, again, match specifics are escaping me at the moment. Mm-hmm. My takeaway from this was we made a big deal about Kofi's signature skip, and then I th- I remember last week bringing up how Big E had a specific skip. Now, uh-huh. I think I think they all have their own signature <laughs> skip because I think Xavier was doing his own skip. Because Kofi's is this. This yeah. does nothing for people listening because they can't fucking yeah. see me. But Kofi has the, this thing, yeah. and Big E's is like that
1: back and forth now i think arm. i'm
2: gonna pay extra close attention to xavier because <laughs> i think he has his own too i like that they're uh
1: they're doing this you know it's it's one of those things where it's just like what are they doing it's so crazy they're
2: being really entertaining i don't know
1: and they're going to be here in Beaumont uh next month so we'll have to we'll get to we'll get up close and personal look of the uh the new day skip so
2: who um, okay We haven't established the for sure that Xavier has son skip, although I'm almost positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Who has a better skip, Kofi or Biggie? Well, I haven't watched Biggie's enough
1: uh K- kofi started it it's, kofi started it and he is like the star in my eye
2: well they put him in the center because i think he has the best skip they're like you're the best skip you walk in the middle or you and skip like, in the
1: middle rather i can't stop watching him
2: do it it's like he because he has the legs and the arms at the same time it's like a figure eight <laughs> it's amazing. Like, yeah i don't know
1: it's weird it's amazing is what it is yeah so it's like every time they come out i'm always watching kofi i'm not watching biggie or xavier so I need to, like, well, hold my hand up to block him so that I can watch.
2: See, I purposely paid attention to Big E because I was like, I think Big E's doing his own skip. Like, hmm. I mean, consistently the same skip. And I was like, oh, he definitely has his own skip. So next week, <laughs> keep, your, keep your eye on Xavier to make sure he has, okay. has his own skip.
1: I'll do that. Uh, but after after the match, they went to commercial come back and New Day is celebrating backstage and um, – Uh, Renee Young is informing them that they are the number one contenders. And they're like, yes, that's awesome. And she's like, but you're not going to be the only ones facing primetime players at SummerSlam.
2: See, that's a shame because I think they could just have a straight-up tag match with P2P and it would be awesome. Yeah. Because their match uh, last month was fucking awesome. They're the best thing on the card, or Mm -hmm. one of the best things on the card at least.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at least they had a positive, air quote, positive Spin on it, we're like, Hey, that's okay, sharing is caring, and you know, it's great that we get to share our positivity with, with others in the ring. And they're like, Oh, it's against Los Matadores, and they're like, Wait, we just beat them, they don't, they shouldn't be. I mean, hey, I mean, that's fine, that's fine, don't get right. me wrong, but I mean, we just beat them, they don't deserve to be here, right? And then, who was the other team that they said? Uh, um, I can't remember, and that's I don't know sad. what that team is.
2: Yeah, I just looked at a graphic that oh, had... Oh,
1: Lucha Dragons.
2: Yeah, because I was just looking at... Someone made one of those memes where it's like uh, Teddy Hart talking about all the the tag matches that are going to be on SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It's like Teddy Hart going off because all the tag matches. It's like the Ambrose and... Um, it's the Wyatts versus Ambrose and... Uh, and Brains. And Brains, and then it's like the multi man tag and then like the Divas three-way. Yeah. Triple, it's like so many tags on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Give them those paychecks. Yeah. So, uh... So, yeah, so it's going to be a fatal four way tag say Teddy match. Hart? Did I say you Teddy
2: Hart. That's it, Teddy Hart. I meant uh, Teddy Long. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, I was about to say. I mean, obviously, that's what I meant with the tag match. Yeah.
1: Stuff, holla Holla. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why I said Teddy Hart. It's weird. That is kind of strange. You
2: thinking about Teddy cats long. or something? Teddy or? Long, obviously.
1: All right. So, after that, we got to see a triple threat match between Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro. And how hot was the crowd for Cesaro? Um,
2: Pretty high. Do you think they're Do you think they're passing those signs out, or do you think people See, are making it? That's the
1: thing. That's what I want to know. Is it someone who prints them out and hands them to people, right. or is it WWE handing it out to people? That's a lot of or... fucking signs. It was a
2: lot of signs. That's, a couple, that's, a, that's more than a couple of cartridges of ink for your computer. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I heard Maybe s- they went to Kinkos. I don't know. I heard somewhere like someone made a joke that it might actually be cheaper just to buy a new printer that comes with the ink uh-huh. than just to go out and buy the ink. Like, it's gotten to that point. Are you serious? I, th- I want to say I saw that. It might have <laughs> been a joke. <laughs> it can not be true, right? But, like, you know, you can go to, to a Walmart and get a, a brand new printer for, like, $45, mm-hmm. where, like, the ink cartridges will be, like,
2: $50. Are you sure?
1: Ink's pretty expensive these days. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's pretty nuts. So I don't think I've printed anything out in a long time, but... Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um... Anywho, I don't know who's bringing those Cesaro section signs, but keep it up because that's awesome. It's cool to see. Um, so we got. Do to you see. think it's
2: like an effort like they organized online? They're like, hey, people, there's like a hashtag. <laughs> Citizens
1: of Earth. <laughs> there's
2: like a hashtag like Cesaro Beaumont, and like everyone, they are like, they concentrate the effort like, all right, we need this many people printing out this many signs or Maybe something. Maybe I
1: like should that. do that. Print that there's out that. and bring some Cesaro signs. That'd be good. If he's even gonna be at our place
2: right he hasn't been advertised he uh, might be on the opposite tour. Uh, i, I mean card subject to change of course what if you print out all those fucking you go to kinko's <laughs> you get all those signs and there's like he's not even on he's the card. not even on the card well it doesn't matter at
1: least they'll know they'll see the signs they'll get it so um yeah so we got to see a triple threat to see who's going to be the new number one contender um Randy Orton ends up getting the win by pinning Cesaro. If
2: he's not there, we're just going to throw a replica of money in the bank with his name on it in the ring. <laughs>
1: yes, that's exactly what we're going to do, uh, and then get banned for life. So how they going to enforce that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Good discussion there on the uh, sports radio Beaumont show. So make sure you check it out. Um, so what were your thoughts on we'll put
2: fake mustaches on next time? Yeah, they'll
1: never even know. They'll never know. I'll shave and. They'll be like, who's this guy? We'll get I'll those like, funny glasses with the... <laughs> I'd like, you'd be surprised how many times people come up to me and say, you look so familiar. So, which is an actual fact. I get approached quite often. People are like, you look like someone I know.
2: Ha, see, I never get that, but I also try to never, ever have to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Any thoughts on the uh, on the triple threat match?
2: Uh, It was fun. Yeah. You know, um. The crowd seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know what the point was. I mean I, I don't know what the point is of including Orton. I mean I guess I guess it just so Rollins doesn't beat either of those other two guys mm-hmm. and it's Orton. But still it's just like, I mean, what are you gonna do with Orton? Why does he need to I
0: don't know.
1: He doesn't. That's that's the whole shebang about it. But uh the crowd loved it. It was a fun match. Orton got the win. Uh after that we got to see Luke Harper going up against Dean Ambrose. And um, do you happen to remember the promo that Ambrose and Reigns were cutting backstage? About the, how, how like, I don't have any friends, though, except for you.
2: Yeah, well, he did the whole, like, how, how do I like, like my, my coffee? My water? How I like my water. How do I like my beer? Room temperature. Ice cold. Boom! He knows me so well. Yeah, man. Reigns Rain's has come a, come a long way in his promo. I mean, I guess apparently they're not, like, scripting him as tightly anymore. Yeah, so it feels a lot more natural,
1: not as cheesy. Yeah, it felt back like I got one of those reminiscence of the Shield days where he's not he's not there to to talk a whole lot, but he's there to you know drive he's it. He's doing a least. fair amount of talking, but yeah,
2: he's gonna have to if he if he's gonna grow into the spot that they want him to.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I I I think they might be shifting on that and uh, focusing more on Rollins. I mean, yeah, he's the champ, so you kind of have to have focus on it, but I
2: don't know. See, my problem is, like, Rollins is already so still. Mm. A lot of it I don't think is his fault. I think it's just the run Terrible they bogey. the run they chose to give him was so, like, samey every week with um, same old bullshit with Authority, with Kane, with J&J, and people are just sort of sick of seeing him as a champ.
1: And then the fact that they would give him like four or five segments during Raw, and it's like, oh my god, enough!
2: You think they're 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 gonna go more Rawlins than Reigns? Because I think he's uh, fucking doing the job to Cena. No, I don't think so. <sighs> I don't know. I'm convinced Cena's winning SummerSlam. Uh, and you know what? That's actually what I want to happen. I think it's. I'm sorry to seeing Reigns with the belt. Uh, and Not only is it happening, I'm 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 okay with it happening.
1: I don't know. I just don't know. I just.
2: I mean, this isn't the prediction show, so it's not like no, you have to it's make not. a prediction. I mean, that'll anymore. be
1: next week, but
2: like, I don't know. Well, okay. I'm bro. Okay. What is the 15 on the merch for? That's, That's exactly what
1: I'm thinking. <laughs> Why would they shill out a brand new shirt with just the number 15?
2: It says 15X, like 15
1: times. 15 times champion, yeah. Which he is now. Right. Which would make him the 16th time, which would immediately outdate that shirt. So they're going to they're going to spend all the time of making all this new merch for them. Maybe it's like uh, maybe it's
2: just putting them out like there's in your head. Uh, it's like it's the doubt. It's like they they haven't they're not on the stand. It's stands the seed yet. of doubt. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, they're not actually selling them yet. They're the pictures are just floating around, right? No, are they? It's, they're they're it's, live on the right, shop. Yeah, it's already there. Right, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what. <laughs> all they got to do wait until after switch Summer that before switch you that fucking that. printer to a six. <laughs> Just wait until oh, after no, no. SummerSlam
1: before buying that John Cena Let me Sina tell shirt.
2: you what. Let me tell you what. For completest OCD assholes like myself, <laughs> they got the 15 in green, mm-hmm. but the 16 is going to be in orange next oh, week. You got to have both if you're a real fan. You got to have both. Mm-mm. Nah, but uh, yeah, I think Cena's taking
1: it. And you know that there are fans out there that that are gonna that would buy both if they did. something oh, I'm, like that. I, I'm I'm I would not
2: be unhappy about that.
1: Like if I were someone who's like. I just shelled out twenty five dollars for a shirt that's already outdated.
2: I'm the type of guy who would do that, though, which yeah. is why I I can completely understand why they would take advantage of people. Because I, I know
1: I saw some Wait. Daniel Bryan merch that's on clearance right now. I'm yeah, just about picking that up. I've done
2: like I've made a promise to myself that I am not uh, accumulating like any more like physical <laughs> like possessions right now. But one of his shirts is like eight dollars. I know, man. I know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. His autographed book is like $45. Well, I have his book. I don't is have it an autograph. It's not an autograph, but I have
1: uh-huh.
2: it. I mean I have his autograph and I have his book. <laughs>
1: but your book is not autographed by him. Sure. Okay. So uh yeah, I don't know. See, you're drinking the juice right now. So you're drinking an orange drink. Saying, Oh, he needs an orange shirt with 16 on it. Mm-hmm. I see where your head's at.
2: I mean, I'm just thinking like like <laughs> like like some scummy, like um sleazy guy who's gotta sell a bunch of merch.
1: Yeah. It's like listen guys, we gotta we gotta get this stuff out there. But I am the type of
2: person who would uh, would buy both.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just why would you go to the trouble of making it fifteen if you're gonna switch it two weeks later?
2: because Daniel, you know, I mean, we don't even know if he's gonna make it to SummerSlam, that's why <laughs> It's up in the air.
1: Yeah. We don't know. All right, I'll I'll play your game. That's fine. Um, after that, we got to see Luke Harper go up against Dean Ambrose, and uh, Luke Harper end up getting the victory. Anything to really take
2: away from it? I remember liking this, but again, I'm very hazy. So on hazy. Here, this is the thing. Why is my memory so bad after like an extra day? Well, here's that because there you've se- because WWE puts so much product out. Yeah, you've seen so many matches. Like I I rem- I watched Lucha Underground longer ago than i watched raw but i know i know that i remember more about lucha underground than i remember about raw mm-hmm. this just because it's an hour show every week and it's not always the same guys that make. i mean a lot of times the same guys make the show but i haven't seen they're not they're not as overexposed as the w as the wwe is yeah. they just have so much out that it all runs together
1: that's true so um but yeah after that we got to see ms tv with special guest daniel bryan which is really nice to see him. The crowd was uber hot for him since it was his home state, and um, you know, asking about his progress, asking about his book, all that good stuff.
2: Man, I love Brian, but man, you lost me with the with the cheap football. You know, I'm just like I don't know. I don't Come know. on
1: now, <laughs> you got to do it. Anytime you go to someone's hometown, you got to either praise if you're a face, or you know, poke fun of if you're the heel of the hometown thing. I remember a couple of years ago, whenever WWE came into town, and it was Wade Barrett. It was like, yeah, I just went to the
2: Lamar University, and it was awful. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that college really sucks. Shit. <laughs> like, when J- before JBL retired, I remember um, that he was at a show down here in Beaumont, and... Um, he said something about hispanic people and there's a large hispanic population where we're from and they fucking lost it <laughs> and thrown all kinds of shit in the ring at <laughs> him. It. it was so awesome
1: jbl <laughs> likes to get that i hate you heat
2: it was it was uh yeah man like people were losing their shit they were chunking all kinds of shit <laughs> it's pretty cool
1: i was like who who was the guest that we had on a long time ago where they were talking about how they wrestled in uh Oh, where was it? Costa Rica or somewhere around I was, there.
2: I was asking Amazing Red about That's Puerto it Rico. And he was talking about people throwing batteries at yes. him. Yes. Who? I
1: mean, why? My <sighs> goodness. Throwing batteries at a person. But uh, anyways. So, uh, Dana Oh, Bryan. Speaking
2: of, like, Hispanic people at wrestling shows, like, uh, at... What, what, what show did me and a go to? It was in Houston. 2008, um... Was it Victory? I think it's Victory Road. 2018 TNA hmm. was in uh, Houston, and me and Abram. It's the one where, um, where uh, Samoa Joe wrestled uh, Booker T in the main event, hmm. and um, uh, we were watching like, uh, I forget who was in the match, but Homicide was in the match or whatever. And like, I was, I was, uh, I forget who he was wrestling, but I was like going nuts for Homicide or whatever. And I, was, the Hispanic dude next to me was, uh, was sitting beside me, and like. Homicide was on offense or whatever, and I—that's I, when he, he switched from calling it when he was in when he was on the indie. He called it the cop killer, but he was when he was in TNA. He called it the Gringo killer, and so I yelled, I yelled Gringo killer, because uh, the homicide was on offense, and like the Hispanic dude next to me I was like, dude, it's just funny to hear a white guy say, <laughs> say Gringo killer. He's like, I'm not trying to be a dick, man, but that's just funny. I was like, it's cool, no worries. <laughs>
1: that's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you never know what you're gonna hear at a, at a wrestling show that's yeah. that's part of the fun as long as they aren't as long as you're not obnoxious about it right um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to the wrestling week that we have coming up. We've got NXT we've got the house show we've got an afternoon with jr and we've got night of Champions. I'm really looking forward to that because uh, yep. I haven't been to a, a live wrestling show Well and we went to the Boston for autism. But uh, ever other than that, I have I don't know if there's I think there might have been one local show that I went to this year. I can't I mean my mind's been out there, but I'm pretty sure I've been missing quite a bit of wrestling. Yeah. So looking to get back into that. But we have uh, Miss TV with Daniel O'Brien. He's interrupted by Big Show, who's then interrupted by returning Ryback. So luckily was able to get rid of the staff infection enough to, to return to action. And um you know crowd was insanely hot for him as well. So good to see him back. I'm glad he uh you know didn't have to miss any more time. Yep. So hopefully he's and it looks like they're gonna pick back up with the Miz Ryback and Big Show Triple Threat. Oh boy. It's gonna happen at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. Oh so exciting. So um, after that, we got to see a very quick match between Rusev and Mark Henry, Um, Mark Henry toting the American flag and sort of going back to that big, you know, I'm going to fight for my country thing that that he did whenever he was teamed up with Big Show. Um, Match didn't last long as Summer Rae tried to get involved and then Lana attacked, which caused the match. I don't know why, but I mean, did they get in a ring before the ref called for the bell? Or did he? Or did she simply pull her off? I don't remember. Exactly.
2: I think I thought like Summer was just on the apron and then Lana yanked her off. But yeah, I might be wrong about that. And then
1: the ref called for the bell, or I don't know. Either way, the, right. the match was thrown, which was weird. Um, and then Summer A put Lana in the in the accolade. So, and then uh, what did you think of the flag? Because whenever the flag dropped. It had oh, the picture I, of Rusev. I, for,
2: I forgot what he said, and I thought you were talking about the American flag, but I forgot that his his picture was on the Bulgarian flag. <laughs> I thought I was pretty pimp. I, liked it. <laughs> I was cracking. It's up the laughing. pose. It's like the.
1: <laughs> it's like I'm ready for WWE right. 2K17. You know, put me on the cover now. So uh, yeah, I was cracking up, laughing at that. Um, after that, we got to see like a two minute match between Neville and King Barrett, with Neville getting the win. And it begs the question of who has Barrett pissed off to where he has just had such a ter- this has been a terrible year for him
2: I think he I think the same thing happened to Barrett is what happened to Ziggler mm. is they they got hurt yeah at key moments and now they're afraid to follow through with a push
1: mm-hmm so Neville ends up getting the victory very quickly and, uh, and they
2: got hurt they both got hurt multiple times at key moments and now they're yeah. afraid to follow through that's
1: true um but after that we got to see uh steven armel am i saying that right i think it's amel amel? Am-
2: amel or amel i don't know
1: yeah uh the dude from arrow
2: yeah which do you watch that show uh no but i it's one of those things like i will like watch in like seasons once it's uh, i mean i know i, I think the first season is probably already out or whatever but yeah. it's just one of those things like it's on my radar i just don't have time for it, but yeah, i'll i've eventually. been hearing
1: good things i just haven't gotten around to watching it
2: i'll watch it eventually
1: um uh, Noah's crazy for it, but no Noah, but
2: <laughs> Noah's not a good gauge because he likes everything.
1: Yeah, he really did. well he didn't like the Fantastic Four, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, but he
1: <laughs> That's the first film I think I've seen him like say this movie was bad <laughs> Sure, but
2: no one with a pulse is gonna like that movie. <laughs> he thinks some of like the X Men movies were like great, like legitimately great and that's mm-hmm. just And he's an Napoleon awful dynamite. opinion, what's up with that? <laughs> And that's just an awful opinion to have. I don't know. <laughs> have you seen uh, Ant-Man yet? I've seen it. What would you think? Pretty good. Yeah. It's not, it's not the best, but it's. Uh, I don't think it would top. It wouldn't break my top three for sure, but it was no. pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It was
1: enjoyable. Yeah. It was funny. Um, Paul Rudd didn't, did a solid job, but I was expecting more laughs from him as opposed to his pal Lewis, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. I was cracking up at at his scenes.
2: What I like about it is they're, like, doing genre flicks, like, within the superhero. Like, that was sort of like a um, like a heist movie, like, in yeah. superhero. And, um, I don't know, it's just sort of cool, like, how um, Cap was, like, an espionage movie, like, in the superhero. Mm-hmm. It's like they're doing genres within superhero genre. Yeah. Just kind of
1: cool. It's not just an action film. Right. It's
2: like, there's more to it than that. So. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty fun, though. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely was... It was definitely the most worried I have been coming into a Marvel movie thus far.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the final scene?
2: Oh, the, uh, the final scene? Oh, remind me, of did a, you, did a space? Did you I saw it, but the the I credits? space. Is it just the, the Bucky, Bucky thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, they were just setting up for Civil War. I forgot what it was, but yeah.
1: From what I saw, is that the the notion is that the uh, Civil War storyline on that one had been in place, like the the order. Mm. For them to to register the registration order that they had had registration at, act or act had been in place for a week, which is what they were referring to. It was like, man, if we would have, you know, if we would have gotten to this a week ago, it would have been a lot easier.
0: Mm.
1: So,
2: oh, I don't know. Like, I,
1: that's I mean, I, re- I, remember it, I remember I remember
2: it, but I don't remember exactly what they said. All I remember is like he he was, was like said mean, he you know, he's like I know a guy or whatever. But.
1: Yeah, he was like call Stark. He's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not calling.
2: Yeah, him. see, I think it was, I didn't read that into it. I thought they were just. Sort of establishing like sides where, like obviously Cap and Bucky and Falcon are going to be on Cap's side, and obviously Ant Man because he, they made the 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 bro down between Falcon. And- yeah. See that's uh, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is when mm-hmm. uh, when he fought Falcon like in the like the shield place or whatever. I'm in the system.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> really cool, I like yeah. that. Um, but going back to the real superheroes here, Neville being attacked by Stardust, um, then going up and. Attack, uh, attacking Arrow, who hopped the barricade, jumped over the ropes, and delivered a spear to Stardust and began pummeling away. And um, I know we've we've had our discussions about celebrities and guest hosts and guest appearances and stuff like that. But Best
2: guest appearance, yeah. I'll
1: totally agree with that. Best
2: guest appearance,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackman was great because he delivered the punch and stuff like that. Like, any
2: time that they yeah, but, get involved. But Jackman did it sort of, like, goofy-like. He did. And we'll sort of sold it like... <laughs> I don't know. This is this is hands down the best guest appearance I can remember. Mm-hmm. A, I think it's a, t- a crossover that makes sense because those are crowds that you're gonna try to want to get from. Yeah, that's a good crossover. And B, like he's, he
1: just is a it. fan of it. He he did so, a good job.
2: He just did a good job. Yeah, I
1: mean, like and uh, you know he gets pulled apart and they have a segment backstage where he's talking to Triple H with Neville and he's like, you know, this isn't. An actor messing with a wrestler. This is a man to man kind of thing. If right. you put your hands on me, I'm coming after you. that's yeah. it's as simple as that. So whatever documents I got to sign, whatever lawyers I need to call, let me know because I want Stardust at SummerSlam. And I wonder uh wonder
2: if no saw that's probably not, probably know. not no. But I mean, if he if Tyler he was here, I'd Facebook make him. Page. I'd make him call him and <laughs> ask for his opinions on it. Yeah, um, you know it was. It
1: was great. I really enjoyed it. The one thing that I would suggest is if you know you're going to be on national TV, make sure you put a little extra deodorant on.
2: Oh, I can't hate. I sweat like a motherfucker. Yeah.
1: I mean, I can't I can't hate on it. It was just one of those little things that I noticed. I was like, uh, got some pit action going. It's all but right. It's He's not a good-looking
2: dude. ain't going to repel any
1: yeah. chicks. If anything, they'll bring some extra chicks to him. Like, pheromones, looking, dog. Yeah, pheromones. that's exactly right. Uh, and I heard he's going to be debuting like the season 2 armor like or outfit that he's going to be wearing on the show.
2: Yeah, that's a cool cross. I'm not going to fry. It. That's yeah. that's
1: a cool like that's a cool thing to do. And and you know, Triple H did a great thing where it's like, "Oh, it's going to be the Red Arrow teaming up with the Green Arrow." I'm like, there's your marketing. You've done it.
2: Congratulations. They did a surprisingly good job setting this up. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Usually they fucking flunk out with this shit, but they just nailed it this and time. And I was wondering
1: like who the second person was going to be. You know, obviously it has to be a tag match. They're not going to let him go up against Stardust one on one. So you've got Neville teaming up with him to go up against Stardust and King Barrett. Right. So which
2: they sort of just shoehorned Barrett in. It's like yeah, oh, absolutely. he was out there. So that's the weak part of the angle. Yeah, like, he's got to be on the losing right. side. So, but uh, yeah, it, it was to it was it was beyond fine. It was actually good. So, and you
1: know he's he's an action star in a sense on a TV show. So he knows how to react to certain things and he can pull a punch if need be
2: he his elbows look fine his yeah. spear and elbows look completely fine um, he obviously took it seriously and like if fucking and shows it was thank good. Thank god he did because yeah. you know they've they've been talking
1: about it rumored about it for months now and it's finally come to fruition and um, I think it's gonna pay off I think it's gonna be a solid uh, solid matchup. You know, obviously Neville's going to do a majority of the work, but whenever he gets in the ring, the fans are going to go nuts. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, The final matchup we got to see Randy Orton going up against Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Match ended in a disqualification after Sheamus came out, caused the DQ, and then teased a cash in, looking like he was going to cash in. Cash it in! Ring the bell! Ring the bell! Ring the bell! Ring the bell! Come on, ref! Ring the bell! Let go of the briefcase and ring the bell! (laughs) Oh yeah. wait,
2: RKO, oh god. So the I didn't like the finish of the Oh, okay, that was the triple threat I was thinking of. Yeah. Not this match where um What was even worse than him like stalling for the RKO was the uh the finish to the triple threat where um Orton hits the uh RKO on Owens mm-hmm. and then uh, Cesaro has to kinda like wait around with his neck sticking out for him to get back up and hit another yeah. one. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, come on guys.
0: You do
1: better than that. But uh but yeah, so the match ends in a DQ. Nothing really to to take away from it, I guess.
2: I mean, I again, I forgot. What'd you think about the, the
1: Seamus match? teasing the cash in?
2: Uh, they. I mean, they've showed a lot of restraint with him. Like they haven't done it like a lot, so I'm yeah. fine with it now. I mean, you got to do it every once in a while, but, right?
1: Uh, it'll it, be interesting to have see. it in people's minds right. that it's that it's looming. Yeah, it can happen anytime. So on the. Uh, on the mindset of some guys are just dumb. I, I like I understand the reasoning of wanting the you know the people backstage wanting Seamus to hold on to the briefcase, um, right? But on the as a fan I'm watching this ch- trying to cheer for the good guy. What Orton should have done is wait for the match to start and then deliver the RKO, which causes a disqualification. Seamus no longer has the money in the bank briefcase and go on from there. But what am I, you know? Um, anyways, so let's talk about a little bit of NXT, uh, as it happened this week. So we got to watch it before we started. Yeah. The I show. only saw them in a minute. Yeah. The, uh, the first match saw Solomon Crow losing to Ty Dillinger.
2: Well, surprising.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched uh, NXT in the past couple of weeks. I watched last week in preparation for this week. And then I was like, Oh, it's time for NXT for this week. So we'll obviously talk about that instead. Right. Um, so Dillinger coming out. Has he done this for long? Where he comes out with the
2: ten. He wasn't on last week.
1: No, he was not. He wasn't. Um, I
2: don't can't remember the last time he was on. It's been a few weeks. Okay. Well, basically he comes out for his
1: entrance. He stands on the stage, and then there's just the number ten on the screen, and it's just a woman's voice that goes ten, and then the music you know cuts in.
2: See the last, the last I remember of Dillinger is when he was teaming with uh, Jordan, and they mm-hmm. broke up, and like, uh, then Gable started trying to team with Jordan, and Jordan's like, "Fuck off!" And then they started they teaming it up. It, yeah. Right?
1: Um. So yeah. So Todd Dillinger is doing like this perfect ten thing now hmm. that he's trying to get over with the crowd. He's coming up, putting his hands up, ten fingers up, ten. I am ten. I am a perfect ten. Everything that I do is perfect ten. I don't get it. Crowd caught on to it. They loved it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, heck, they were some of them were cheering him more than they were Solomon Crow. Um,
2: I like Crow, but uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know where he's gonna go. Like, I don't know if I can see him.
2: There's clearly that, a maybe. spot on the next T roster for him. Oh, yeah, whenever with, with everyone that's leaving. But mm-hmm. I like him. I don't think he's really been given a real shot to do anything of substance. Yeah.
1: So, uh, But Ty Dillinger ends up getting the victory over him. After that, we got to see uh, Baron Corbin, who the crowd is definitely turned on. I mean, he, he's making his entrance, and the fans are chanting boring at him.
2: Right.
1: Um, he went up against Axel Disher? Tischer. Tisher. Tisher. Axel Tischer. Um, and it was a very short matchup. He ends up, you know, Corbin gets the win with the end of days. Um, gets on the mic saying, I've laid waste to everyone who who has stood before me. No one can get up from the end of days. And, uh, you know, I want a better challenge. So someone comes out. He delivers the end of days to him. And uh, saying, see, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. No one gets up from the end of days. And then Samoa Joe's music hits. So Samoa Joe comes out and says, well, hey, if, you were, if you're looking for a fight, if you want to do the end of days to everyone, why don't you do it to me right now? And then uh, Corbin...
2: Not the ass.
1: not the best idea to to talk. He's I guess he's better as a uh, you know so, strong silent type. Right. He's like, well, hey man, I just I just beat up two dudes right right there. I just beat them up. So if you want me to beat you up, uh, it's gonna happen. It's it's gonna happen. I'm gonna beat you up, but not tonight. And then he, you know, started to walk off, and Joe's kind of looking at him. And then he attacks. Oh God! You know, so whatever. Um, but so, Samo- Samoa Joe ends up getting the upper hand and putting him puts him in the uh, sleep. Uh, he has a, a sleeper hold, but it's not called. Take like a weird check that. Um, and um, and basically knocks him out. So everyone's like, "Oh my God!" You know, the announcers are, are so Joe up. choked him out. Yeah.
2: So why have the fucking match? Joe just proved that he could choke him out. Yep. That's. Seems like a big. <laughs> it's going
1: to be one of those NXT takeover matches. So, uh.
2: It seems like something that you should wait till, wait till the match to find out. Yep. That's and, weird. They're uh, usually pretty good about that sort of stuff in NXT. Yeah.
1: And the crowd was chanting, thank you, Joe, hmm. for, for making
2: him pass out. Very strange. So, uh. Especially with the way he's been booked as sort of a dominant, like, uh. Short squash match guy. Yeah, if you're gonna let someone not only put hands on him but get the upper hand on him, it seems like you wait for the match to do that. Yeah, it's weird booking, man. It's real weird, but very strange.
1: So uh, after that, we got to see a uh, just a exhibition match: Finn Balor going up against Marcus Louie.
2: Hey, did they have a bunch of uh, a promotional video promo videos for um, a bull? Uh, yes,
1: Bull Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's starting to get serious Well, like,
2: first the first couple of ones were just him, like, looking at vending machines and stuff, and then it was, like, him working out with people. Yeah. So did it escalate even further now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, clue me in, because I haven't
1: seen it. Okay. Over the past few weeks, they've been doing, like, these Simon Dean style of right. exercise. Like, yeah, I can do that. You know? He's standing next to the bodybuilder who's, like, lifting 80-pound weight dumbbells. Eating and like he's a sit- candy bar. And he's sitting there with, like, the 15s. Argh! You know? Um, and it's, you know, they've had vignettes over the past couple of weeks. Well, uh, on last week's episode, he's sitting there watching the video of him doing that right? Like, where he's running up the stairs and like huffing and puffing about to pass out and yeah, I'm doing a great job. And, uh, so he's like, it's time to get, you know, it's time to get serious about this. And so he gets in the gym and he's like, I mean, they have like the biggest meat heads in there, you know, like where the smallest thing about them is their shirt.
2: Yeah, like, stuff. well, the the thing is, like, one of them was like Drake, who's like the ref, like on a lot of the match. He was the he was the ref in the main event. Like, oh, okay. he was just coming up to people, like, and being like, oh, he's like, will you help me work out? And they're like helping him work out. Yeah, because like the the guy he does bench press with is Drake. Or, oh, okay, what is Drake Younger's name in NXT? He's just yeah. the ref. I forget. What, it's like Drake, something else. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh... He's just going up to dudes and be like, "Help me work out or whatever."
1: Yeah, and so, uh, so he's walking in the gym and he's looking at the tire, like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna flip that one day." And you know, he goes up to the to the barbells and he's like, "Come on, help me, help me bench press." And so, uh, last week's video cuts with the barbells like landing on his chest. He's like, "Ah," you know, so. It, that's how it ended. Right. This week it picks up, and he's no, nah, and he's pushing. It. He pushed it up, and nice. uh, you know he's like, get it off, get it off, and he, and the guy's like, no, man, you could do it, you could do it, and so he
2: does it. And he's Yeah,
1: they're so, all like crowded around it. Like, yeah, okay. it, so he's like, he's going through the motions. He's starting to pump some iron and all that. And,
2: what do you think they're going with this like, total uh, reinvention or just yeah. a more in shape themselves? More in shape,
1: you know. Just because I've got a big size doesn't mean I'm out of shape. But you don't think they're changing the
2: gimmick altogether? It seems like. Because it's sort of like, it's a lot more jokey, like now. Yeah,
1: you know, they showed that he has some personality as opposed to like a Baron Corbin who just comes out and does a squash match and then goes back. It's like they're actually giving him some character, they're actually letting him be animated and you know have people go oh yeah you know i was cracking over that video that's pretty funny and I'm like okay yeah this is a guy i can get behind because he's he's actually putting in the effort and uh like there was a girl in the gym who was like doing the the footworks the stuff. footworks and so he, you know it showed him like tiptoeing across <laughs> it but then by the end of it he was like going across it and she's like yeah keep going and so Anyways, the, the montage vignette video ended with him flipping the tire over and standing on top of it and getting everyone high fives. And, yeah,
2: bull. Nice. So,
1: so, something to look forward to. Go ahead on, bull. Yeah.
2: Go ahead on. Bull!
1: Um, but, yeah. So, Finn Balor going up against Marcus Louie, who is a strange character. Um, Does he shave his eyebrows? It looks like he does. He looks psychotic. Um. But Finn Balor ends up getting the victory, and uh, Owens, Kevin Owens attacks there shortly thereafter, um, laying waste to, uh, to Finn Balor. So how is he going to recover from this in time for NXT TakeOver? We'll have to find out next week. And that takes us into the main event of NXT, Bayley going up against Becky Lynch, number one contender match for the Women's Championship. Um, what were your thoughts on this one?
2: I thought it was a good, solid main event from the women. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like they've been uh, on a roll of the women main eventing for a while now. It's sort of like the NXT thing is the women main event. Yeah, I thought it was good. They're sort of doing the Bailey runs through all the women who got called up to the main roster before mm-hmm. she takes the belt off of Sasha. <laughs> yeah. Last week was Charlotte right.
1: this week. It's Becky Lynch uh, because she talked to William Regal. Like I would like to, you know, I've, I've kind of been on a roll here lately. I would like to have a divas championship match. And so Regal put this match into play. Right. And the winner is the number one contender faces. Sasha banks at Takeover.
2: Yeah. Well, even before she went, she did the gauntlet of the main roster girls that got called up. She mm-hmm. beat uh who did she beat before Charlotte? The, she beat the week before that was... Um, Emma? Uh, I want to say it was just Dana Brooke because I think Emma was came out with Dana Brooke, but I think it was Dana yeah. Brooke that she beat. Or maybe she did beat I him. think it was... Okay. Or Dana Brooke came out with Emma then.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think it was Emma the previous week and then Dana the one before. And
2: then she just ran the gauntlet of all the Yeah, so she's beating
1: Dana, Emma, Charlotte, and now Becky.
2: Right, now she's... She'll, she'll go on to take the belt from Sasha so Sasha can concentrate on the main roster.
1: Yeah. What
2: yeah, but, I, I mean, sh- I mean, listen, of what if, I think she's better than Charlotte as is right now, but, I mean, especially of the women they have left, she's the one to carry the belt.
1: For yeah. Right
2: so, yeah, put it
1: on her. And we'll get to see her in Houston for the NXT show. Should be a great time. Sure. Um,
2: so, anything to really take away from that? Supposedly, them? she was going to go up with the rest of them. Yeah. I guess, I, well, my I was about to ask you what, I mean, what would become of the women's division if she was gone? But I think the original idea was she was going to go up and Becky Lynch would have stayed to have the belt. Yeah, just,
1: just swap the places right. of Bailey and Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, she would have been on Paige's team and Becky would have run the gun. I feel
2: a little bit bad for Becky because, I mean, I guess it's technically still possible because sometimes they float them back and forth. Mm. Um, it sort of sucks that... Like NXT Women's Champion is sort of like a thing to be right now, and yeah. it sucks for her that she didn't get to, She's like the one that didn't get to do it or whatever. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Like you said, they do. They do float them back, so we'll maybe we'll get to see that later on. But uh, with that being said, it's time to go into Ultima Lucha, the uh, the season finale of Lucha Underground, and it's really sad to see that uh, that season one is over with uh, with the second season in questioning. Um, I mean, they, they certainly know how to put on a show. That's for sure.
2: I thought it was a strong show. I liked, uh, as a finale. Um, I think the only thing you could have asked for is a little bit of um, a little bit more difference in like uh variety mm. of match, because even though there were different types of matches, a lot of it sort of broke down into a lot of like brawling yeah. stuff, but, um, but at the same time, you can sort of play that off as, like, culminations of feuds, so yeah. uh, it's sort of a tricky Everything thing. Everything has exploded. Right, so, but, um, yeah, I thought it was a really, really strong closer uh, to the season. What did you
1: think about the announcer who replaced uh, Vampiro? Uh,
2: I was a little bit shook, but not because he was bad. I was shook because I'm just so used to hearing Vampiro. Like, Yeah, it, was, I, it was a different take. Right, right. He, he's a... Like, he, he's a better commentator than vampiro yeah
1: absolutely he's
2: yeah. he used to do he has a lot of MMA stuff.
1: yes he uh he did uh whenever hd net was on DirecTV, uh he was the voice of the mma shows that were on there okay uh and i'm not sure what he's doing now i'm sure he's still you know calling play by play for mma sure i'm just i just once once i lost that channel i lost track of what what he did Right. Um, so I mean, it was a it was a fresh, refreshing take to hear his voice.
2: Yeah, he he's definitely better than Vampiro, and I mean that with like respect to Vampiro because Vampiro actually grew on me as a character. Yeah. But um, I th- this sounds real. I think just because of his accent, and it's not he, he he's he's perfectly fine. He's not a bad announcer at all. It's just right. like um, did it seem because, a little out of place? Because I'm not because I'm so used to. Not hearing an accent, I it, like my ear had to work a little bit harder to make sure I was like following what he said, and that's uh yeah. that's just a stupid American thing. It's not like a uh, like there's anything wrong with the way he called it. It's mm-hmm. just like uh, I had to pay like a. I'm just not used to hearing the accent like Did steadily, it seem like a
1: little out of place. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I think it was just like the shock of hearing like a different. Uh, yeah. to to hear a constant call with an accent
1: for for thirty eight episodes, you hear one specific voice, and then right. for thirty episode thirty nine, the the finale, right? You, you you change it to something completely different, right? Um, yeah, it was a little bit different. Uh, the but matches, uh,
2: supposedly he's a legit fan, and he's uh, I mean his enthusiasm was up, so he, oh, he yeah. seemed happy to be there. So
1: it sort of like it sort of made Stryker become the color commentator.
2: Yeah,
0: in a where, way, in a way, yeah.
1: Or they, you know, they would share the share the mic on that one, but um, they had a dark match which we did not get to see the 11 man battle royal, or did that? No, that didn't air. Um, and uh, El Mariachi Loco won that. It was a hundred thousand dollar 11 man battle royal.
0: Hmm.
1: From what I read,
2: was it a dark match? Because it wasn't on the show, was it? No, the one I watched at least. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. it's dark match.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, interesting, yeah, fun stuff. Um,
2: Mine open my I opened with uh Patron uh, Johnny Mundo.
1: Yeah. And that was the uh, that was the first matchup. Um, Which
2: uh, supposedly Patron was fucking hot about cuz someone cuz someone tweeted something. Uh, I saw someone like collect the tweets on uh, some article or something. Mm-hmm. someone tweeted out something and he tagged him and that's why Patron responded, but he ta- he said so much hot action on uh, Ultima Lucha that Patron and Mundo are the opener. And it's like or he the, whoever said it like tried to spin it as a positive mm-hmm. but patrone responded he's like no that's just no no bullshit it's like no respect or something like that <laughs> like supposedly he was hot about it uh, wow his place on the card and uh supposedly like he i didn't hear the interview or maybe it was tweets that i didn't read or something but uh supposedly he was very uh critical of like how they were doing because they like edit matches and stuff to, mm-hmm. i guess to fit in the tv time and he didn't like that he was, like, lower on the card than he probably thought he should have. He's a big fucking star, though. I mean, all yeah. I'll, due re- I mean, I'll, I'll respect to anyone involved, like, he's a big fucking draw for the company. I mean, oh, yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, it's a little weird, though. He was pretty hot about being an opener. I mean, it's
1: a big draw, but you, you've you got your main event. You've got, you know. Sure. He, he They had the matches they wanted to tell, so. Yeah,
2: I guess he just thought he should have, <clears throat> I don't know, been higher up on the guard. I don't
1: know. And that's with anybody. I mean, everyone wants to be the main event, so. Um, But, yeah, the matchup was uh, was pretty brutal. These guys went to town on one another. and uh, Yeah,
2: it devolved. Uh, I mean, I guess it is, in a way, sort of a blood feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got really personal. So, there was a lot of uh, around the ring, like outstage. Uh, outstage, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like out on the floor brawling and stuff yeah. around the arena. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of
1: the Molina stuff? I was kind of shocked by it. Like, I read... You know, I, I forgot were, all the stuff I read there. Yeah, I read the <laughs> results uh, probably two or three weeks ago, yeah. and I was like, what? And so when it, like by the time I had gotten around to watch it, I would forgotten it, and I'm right. like, who's that chick? Oh, my God, that's Melina. Like, Her hair is like shorter. Yeah. Enough. Very surprising to see because are they di- are they still together?
2: They are? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Uh, as, la- as far as I know, they're still together.
1: I thought they had broken up for some reason long ago. Like, when he was still in WWE and she wasn't, or vice versa.
2: As far as I know, they're still together. They even made wow. mention of it on the commentary.
1: Wow. Yeah, and they they went full-on make-out session.
2: This wasn't, no, like, Dolph Ziggler Lana piece. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, we we know what we're doing. Just uh, sit back and enjoy the show. Um, yeah, very strange. How do you
2: feel about her, her? I mean, I guess, to be fair, you'd have to see how they would use her in a season two, right? yeah Um, just I like knee-jerk reaction of her coming in
1: I don't have a problem with it yeah I thought it was you know it was a good shock so um, a lot of a lot of the matches here had uh, continuations I guess you could say they they left it open right which which is good because you don't want to admit defeat and admit closure if there's not going to be a season two you want to leave it open and say hey there might be um which I really, I really liked the, uh, the endings of the, uh. Yeah, the vignettes Gardo at Cuerre. the end
2: were, like, really cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess the vignettes throughout the show were cool, but, like, the, uh, <clears throat> like, the last few minutes were, to me, was, like, the end of a Marvel movie where they were, yeah. like, they were just, like, this is where the, what the characters are doing or whatever.
1: Like, when Drago was talking to Phoenix, he's like, we will meet again, my friend. And, yeah. you know, he bursts into a ball of flames, and then Phoenix gets, gets into the uh, the hot rod, you know. Uh, the fine looking automobile. Um, uh, you
2: know it, uh, I I loved the um uh the son of havoc evilice and uh, and helica <laughs> thing where and helica rides off and, and he's like so what do you say she's like get on yeah. <laughs> and like she's like riding he's he's, saying, <laughs> he's riding
1: him back. I was cracking up laughing at that. That was hilarious. That was
2: cool. Um, I like the like the little shot they gave you of the brother like yeah in the, and it's probably if they make a season two, if if we get the season two and they actually show the guy, um, it's going to be hard to like make him as creepy as they played him up. I think you know it'd have to be a guy who's like bigger than Big Rick, and I don't think so. I think he just needs to look crazy. because yeah. like the little shot, with, um, with the uh, I guess what is that like a horse? Um, what yeah, do they call it trailer. trailer. Yeah, where More like it's like a hole in the horse trailer, and he's sort of, like looking through it. Mm-hmm. it looks pretty nuts. Oh, my God, it's Rey Mysterio. It's definitely not <laughs> <laughs> They killed someone else. Someone else died in this one. They killed off... Uh, oh, the Black you? Lotus chick killed uh, a dragon Azteca dude. I don't remember that. Whenever he come, whenever he goes into the temple and they're backstage and she's in the thing and she chokes him through the bars oh, or whatever. yeah, 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 that's right. Like she turns and like she's with Cueto now or whatever. That's so weird. Why is she with him now? Uh, well, he spun it. He was like, yo, I'm not going to lie. I, my, I've done a lot of fucked up stuff, but I'm not the dude who killed your family or whatever. Mm. And he's like, it was Dragon Azteca. And he's like, whatever. And then like she just like chokes him through the bars or whatever. It's pretty
1: cool. Nice. And then they escape <laughs> together.
2: I like that he, when he went back on his desk for the bull. Yeah. Uh, is that what that word means? That his brother's called? It's like M-A-T-Z. What is bull in Spanish? Toro. Okay, well, it's definitely not that. <laughs> Bunch of fucking goes? We don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, um, what, I, know, I know my Tex-Mex restaurants, <laughs> and I know El Toro. Um,
2: <laughs> the coolest thing, though, was that uh, besides... We probably should have talked about all this at the end, but... Uh, That's fine. The, the coolest thing besides the, when the, the lights go out and he, you see the smile on his face or whatever, yes. that was really fucking cool. But the most interesting out of everything where he was t- he's talking about the new temple, like what the new temple is gonna be. I was like, yeah. Ooh, I wanna fucking see what that is. God but the, just they ended it perfectly with the two B continue where like the lights cut off and you just see the fucking smile on his face. Like, that's yeah, fucking cool. And then the the
1: billboard had the giant question mark on it. Yeah. Which that was uh said to be legit. Like during the taping of Ultima Lucha, someone they did it. someone climbed it, did that. Uh, like, you know, the production crew or right, whoever. Right. But whenever the fans left and they looked up and they saw the billboard, it had the giant question mark on it. So that's legit. That wasn't like CGI or anything oh, that they added to it. So very nice touch. I like well, that. Well, since
2: we're talking about the maybe, maybe not season two, like one of the executive producers did an AMA on Reddit this past Friday. Mm. And uh, he says this this is how they're playing it. They said season two is not a maybe. Season two will happen. What, they, what they're saying is they don't know when, though, because – it costs. It costs a lot, and they're looking at ways to rate. They said they're not willing to sacrifice the quality of how they shoot. Which because, is awesome. Because that's what makes them stand out. It yeah. would be stupid, too. And they are said they're looking at ways to make alternative income because, obviously, they said as awesome as El Rey is a network to be on, they can't,
1: they can't cough up that kind of cash. Yeah, they
2: just can't. And uh, there's even like the whole like uh, hashtag going around where they're trying to get on Netflix, where it's like the Netflix needs Lucha or something like that. That would be like that. such a good fit. It's such a good fit. Well, yeah, those... those those They're made to, like, binge-watch those fucking things. Yeah. Like, they would flow together pretty well. With the vignettes, I think it would it would flow. But, um... So, but... The way the guy's talking is... He said they would not expect to shoot this year. He's like... He's mm-hmm. looking at, like, 2016 before they shoot again. He's like... He said, ideally, we'd love to be back on in the fall, like, for the... October for the fall season or whatever, but we're probably not going to shoot till 2016. Mm-hmm. So... To me, that's still not a set in stone thing. That's to me, it still reads as because they've told all those guys to go take bookings through the end of the year. So, yeah. to me, that's still uh, we're just trying to make this work, and it's not a definite. Set we're working
1: out stone. the details, but and then once we have it, we'll get everyone back.
2: Yeah. So who knows? Hopefully, hopefully have you heard anything work. about Hernandez?
1: Like, what what his deal is? Is I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Like, they they pulled his ass from a name for sure, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know if they would be interested in having him back after he pulled that or like mm. what or or what the deal is or the miscommunication or whatever. I don't want to talk out of school like I knew. <laughs> but
1: uh, God, if we would have just gotten him one week later, yeah, we might have been able to talk. Well, he did kind of hint at it, but you know, whatever.
2: Um, I mean, he probably he would have gotten in trouble like legal trouble. Oh yeah, absolutely. There was, there was a big fucking stink about it. They they re-shot all the footage he was in.
1: Mm-hmm. So um. But after that matchup between uh, Patron and, uh, and Mundo, we got to see Pentagon Junior going up against Vampiro.
2: So much better than this had any right to be. You can t- you can look at Vampiro. You can tell he does not get around well. Yeah, but they just had they worked around his limitations. They had the best match they have. So much fucking better than I thought it would be.
1: The bump that he took on the outside onto the concrete, that was like sickening to me. He
2: he showed up to fucking work. Yeah, he did for sure. Like
1: I you know. I've watched enough wrestling and 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 stuff like that to where a lot of stuff is kind of numb to me now. Mm-hmm. I cringed when he took that bump on the on the concrete because that was just it was such a sick thud. Yeah, and you know they were obviously they're hyping you know talking about that he's had neck surgery after neck surgery and he's had back problems and you know he's a forty something year old man getting yeah. driven onto the concrete floor. So as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh my. God.
2: If and when they come back for season two, I wonder if he resumes commentary duties or if he's just a manager for Pentagon. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was going to say spoiler, but the, the finish is he turns out to be like the master. Whenever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Break my arm, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> but uh, how did you feel
1: about all that? It was weird. Um, I'm, I'm fine with the whole master part. Right. I am your master. I have been teaching you all of this time. But... It kind of tuned me out a little bit whenever he called him son.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, are we doing remember. this whole, like, I'm your father kind of
2: thing? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was like... I'm not, I'm not saying you're not wrong. I just don't remember him. He was that. like, you're ready, my son. Oh, I'm that's just, like, just sort of like mm, a mentor thing to say. Uh, I've been called son by people who weren't my dad. Well,
1: yeah. It's just, it seemed a little off to me. But anyway um
2: oh that they also had their own little thing
1: where he's like where are we
2: going and he 's like yeah. someplace mu- what do you think someplace, someplace much darker right so uh so do you think he if if and when we when and if we see season two, do you think he's a commentator or is he just mm-hmm. pentagon's uh, manager
1: I think he will have to just be pentagon's manager I think they'll have to pull him off commentary right which is kind of a bummer sure um
2: as cool as cool as this kind of was, as good as this match was, and I thought the angle was sort of lackluster to get here, but yeah. the match was cool, and I'm fine with Vamp being like his uh, mentor or manager or whatever. But I kind of, I kind of have to feel like Pentagon Jr. was a little bit wasted because he was, he's like one of the more over guys, and you could tell like he could have been like a more central part of the show.
1: Yeah, but I guess they maybe this will be like if they do a season two, it, that'll be him to elevate
2: right I, I mean I guess I guess it's hard to say because they don't book week to week they take a bunch of time so but I guess by the time they knew he was gonna be so over he was already they were invested in what he was already gonna do yeah because they sort of have all their stories planned you
1: could tell. mm-hmm like they they have they have a finish line yeah
2: and they know, they know where how, they're going yeah
1: so um, in, instead of WWE where it's like okay we have a checkpoint
2: well see that's a strength and a it can be a strength and a weakness to play uh, Week to week could be like, oh well, we had the luxury of changing things that aren't going to work. Where yeah. L- Lucha Underground probably does not have that luxury. Right. Because they don't know how it's going to be received other than the crowd in the building. Mm-hmm. But it can also be, you know, detrimental. Like to you, you overthink your luxury and you're like changing it too much and yeah. not staying the course. And-
1: like the whole Daniel O'Brien joining the Wyatt family. Sure. So uh but thankfully they made a quick fix on that. He was only in there for like 2 weeks. Right. Um but yeah, Pentagon Jr. defeats Vampiro with Vampiro revealing to be the master all along. So anyways. Uh after that we got to see the seven-way battle royale for the Gift of the Gods championship with uh Phoenix getting the victory on this one. Um I felt it was sort of like a al- it's almost, a nuts
2: spot fest.
1: Yeah, spot fest after spot, you know. Uh And it was one of those where, uh, in a sense of WWE style, they only have like two people in the ring at a time, right? And the rest are all down recovering, Um, which I don't have a problem with because they made it. They made it work, right? And they had plenty of time for people to get in the ring, do their moves, take out that person. Someone else comes in, takes out that person. Someone else comes in, takes. You know, so they did a they did a solid exchange. But it was just one of those things where it's like, hmm. But the ma- the match itself was enjoyable.
2: It's hard to do a multi-man match that isn't a spot fest. It's just, yeah. Especially when you get up there with how many people they've had.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, man, they've really been giving Phoenix the run here. And sure enough, he got the uh, the gift of the gods championship. Yeah.
2: Well, you can tell, like, um, I, I well, that AMA that that dude did, uh, one of the executive producers said that they – the intent all along was to make Pentagon Jr., Drago, Aerostar, and Phoenix like central parts of the show. And you can tell that that's what they try to do. But they had some issues with travel or visas where they couldn't get them on the first. That's why they came in late because they weren't on the first set of tapings or Mm -hmm. whatever. You can tell. I don't know if you were watching that early, but. Like, they did the angle where Conan's like, yeah, when Cueto uh, had some
1: guys, he's like,
2: yeah, I got these guys to come in. He's like, they're, he's like the best mixed guys off or whatever. <laughs> like, they were supposed to, I guess they were supposed to be hot shit from, like, Jump Street. But, yeah. Uh, you can tell they're the best things about the show, oh, yeah. really.
1: But, the most exciting. Yeah. So, really good stuff. But Phoenix does end up getting the victory. Uh, after that, we got to see Blue Demon Jr. going up against Tejano with uh, Blue Demon Jr. getting the victory. Thanks to help from Chavo. Which didn't make a lot of sense. No. Doesn't. It's like
2: one of those like swervy like things. Uh and this
1: could be a match that Patron was talking about It's like, why am I so low on the card when you sure. got this match? But you know, this but, this was the cooldown match.
2: Yeah, this was this was I would not even call this a match. this was an angle. Yeah. Like uh, that's how little time it got. It was an angle, mm-hmm. not a
1: match. And it was like, wasn't it right before the the start of the match? They were like, "Hey, we've just been notified. This is going to be no disqualification, just yeah. like every other match that's happened so far." Right? Uh, you know, and so that's when the crew jumps in, and Chavo comes in, and right. does all that madness. So, um, but Blue Demon Junior gets the victory, and Chavo joins up with him. Right. So very strange, but the uh, the main event: Mil Muerte is going up against Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship. Um, Solid matchup. Really enjoyed the work.
2: I thought it was really good, but not great. Yeah. But, uh... The weird thing about the... Ultima Lucha is... It's not... I mean, I guess... In a sense, it's like their big show. But it's not like a pay-per-view. So, it's, it's yeah. sort of just a book like it. Like it was a TV main event. But, like, a really good TV main event. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I guess... I don't know what I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> I thought it was good. Not great. I yeah. Don't
1: know. And, um...
2: I'm cool with Martis having the title.
1: Um, and now you have the, what is it, the Disciples of Death? Yeah. Is that what they're called? So they've got the trios. All the Rudos have the belts. Yeah. It's
2: kind of we- like, weird that like, uh, you win the season with all the bad guys having the belts.
1: Yeah. So, uh, very interesting to see.
2: But it does set up, like re- I guess, redemption angles for all the baby faces. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, after this, all the little vignettes we already talked about happened after this. Yeah. With the uh, big two be continued. To be
1: continued. It's sad that it's not gonna be part of our lives here for a while now. I'm gonna
2: miss watching the show every week. I'm not gonna lie, it's uh it was probably it, not probably is my favorite wrestling show to watch just because the presentation's different and yeah. I, I appreciate that. I know it was it's fresh, not, it was original, it was different. It's definitely not I, I get that I think there are like segments of fans who like don't like the they like the wrestling part of it but didn't like the story aspects of it. Yeah. And, uh,
1: They're like, oh I, it's too cheesy and
2: I thought it was cool, though. I appreciate the difference. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it makes them stand out. I'll, I'm going to miss not having them to watch every week. Yeah,
1: it definitely will be missed. But uh, So that's going to close out Lucha Underground. With that being said, it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First and only question coming to us this week from Thomas Drop-It-Low, son. drop it loose, son.
2: drop it drop, drop it low,
1: son. Saying, I'm back, mother fudgers. It seems like an age since I last asked a question, but I am well and truly back. Anyway, my life right now has been revolving around this weekend, which is shaping up to be the most awesome weekend I've had. I've got my second Comic-Con on Saturday and Sunday, while sitting ringside to a wrestling show on this Saturday evening. Anyway, this weekend is even more awesome, because I will be cosplaying in a homemade costume for the first time, which you can see below is the Red Hood, former Robin beaten to death, resurrected, and now a gun-toting badass. Needless to say, I am super excited and I wanted to know your guys' best memories from any cons that you've attended and want to know if you've ever cosplayed before and if not, who would you want to cosplay as? Stay classy, gentlemen, and remember to be awesome.
2: Um, First of all, listen, I fucking know who the red hood is. Second of all, <laughs> nice costume. <laughs> well, for those who might not okay. know. Uh, second of all, nice costume, listen, because I looked at your picture. It's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Good job, my man. Awesome. Um, I have never, ever cosplayed Uh, I've often thought of trying to home make a a homemade madman costume. Um, uh, Mike Allred's all uh, Mike Allred's madman. Um, I've always wanted to do that, but uh, I've never I just don't think I am good enough with um, my hands to to make craftings. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't make my own costume. Got respect for for those who can. And let if you made your own. That's good. Pretty good fucking job, dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best Memory of a con. Hmm. trying to think. You say some shit about the other shit while I think of my best con. I have not dressed up for a con.
1: Uh, I'd be open to it. But the thing is, like, I'm a big guy, okay? Like, large around the waist. I'm very tall. So I don't... In my mind, there are not a lot of larger characters that I could play. Well, you don't have to be a, a big dude. I know, but, like, for me to dress up as Batman and have the belly that I've got... I don't feel it would make it, – it wouldn't do Batman justice.
2: Hey, man, what would Dusty Rhodes do?
1: Uh, maybe I could go as Dusty
2: Rhodes. I don't know. What wouldn't a tourist B.I.G. do? You, you got to have that big man swag. Like, uh, Yeah. I mean, you're not even as big as those dudes, but you got to take the, the – conf- I'm, I'm not a small dude myself. I know you got to rock the
1: confidence and stuff like that. Uh, it's just one of the things where it's like if I'm going to dress up, I want to at least kind of look the part.
2: My thing is that while I'm like, oh, it would be cool to, to dress, to have a cool costume, whatever – what it always comes down to me is, is it going to like inhibit like my time Like, am I, instead of having a good time and like looking at stuff, am I going to be worried about my fucking costume the whole time? Yeah. The same reason, same reason I don't hold up. I have held up signs in the past at like wrestling shows. So, same reason I don't worry about making signs. I'm like, this is just going to take away from my experience of the show. Like I'm going right. to be worried about holding up my sign. I'm going to be worried about my sign. not getting fucked up. I'm going to have to worry about it. Getting other people's way. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I just want to watch the show, just like when I'm at the con. I just want to like do the shit at the con. I don't want to have yeah. to worry about like extra shit. Is right, my thing
1: stuff breaking down. Yeah. And, oh no, this tour. Do I have, right? Do I have something that I can patch it? Sure. And, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I'd be open to to dressing up. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It's just you'd have to pick something that works best for you.
2: I just want like a good Halloween costume
1: one year. Like, yeah. I,
2: I haven't dressed up for Halloween in forever, and I just want like a like, ass. <laughs> Oh fun.
1: man! Last year we had so much fun. Kelsey and I we dressed up as the wacky waving of flailing tube men. Oh,
2: I like the uh, I like the little like pop art yeah, comic thing. Yeah. You guys did With the dots or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was that the same of, year as the year before. It was the year before.
1: Oh, and yeah. uh, my face had never itched so bad oh, yeah. as that night. What was it paint
2: or uh, marker? Or it, it was.
1: It was like makeup, or and and like a makeup pencil or something like that that, mm-hmm. that she had done. Um, But, like, if you go back and look at the picture uh, of us together, there's one picture of us together where I'm missing a dot on my forehead Mm -hmm. because I had an itch, and I subconsciously just scratched it. And I look down, and I'm like, crap.
2: Right?
1: Like, I messed it up. You know, right in the middle of my forehead. I mean, unless someone's pointing it out to you, you don't really notice. But, uh, but yeah. My face had never been so itchy. Like, because you know how, like, Something happens, you like your shoulder—itches. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, imagine you notice that, but you can't do it, and so then it, it just more and more, and then you start realizing, oh, I've got another one over here, and oh, god, no, what's going on? It was nuts. So I don't know if I wanted to do it. I don't. I would not recommend the face paint. So
2: yeah,
1: because that's going to get everywhere. So were
2: you with us that year that we played laser tag at the? No. Okay. No, it was not. They had the, one of my favorite times at a con was um they had this like realistic uh, like army bunker, mm-hmm. uh Humvee, like all this like real shit like set up with this um laser tag course. I mean it just it costs like five bucks to play, it was just like a whole hell of a lot of fun. They just had a cool course and the guns were like uh, realistic and sort of heavy and I don't know, it was fun. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Had fun in the laser tag. Uh, as far as moments that I really enjoyed, I enjoyed getting to meet Stan Lee, even if it was
2: very brief. Um, see, I met him in Dallas a few years ago, and it was like a better experience than this yeah. year because he had, like, the first time well, first time I met Stan Lee in Dallas, he had, like, a... The way they had the line snake around, you could see for, like, maybe 10 people ahead of you, you could see mm-hmm. their interaction. And he had, like, a different fucking line for everybody. He didn't say the same thing twice. Yeah. He just like, a hey, blah, 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 like, and it was just cool that he was so with it still that he could, like, have something clever to say to every single person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this time it was what? very much they're like, all right, get the fuck in and out of here. Yeah. Cause whenever I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, he looks so frail. He looked frail, like, uh, when I first, see, I have a picture with him, like, one of those professional ones that you paid for, like, from a few years ago. Yeah. And, uh, he, like, people I saw with him, it's like, he looked, you look like you took a picture with, like, a, uh, like a mannequin of him. Wow. Or something. I was like,
1: oh no, it was. <laughs> it's like, because you see him in interviews and he's like full of life and stuff. But whenever it was at Comic Palooza, like he just seemed so tired.
2: Well, he's there for like hours at a time. Like just sign it. and sign and sign yeah. in. Also, he probably has to save up all that energy to be that uh, guy. Yeah. The camera's
1: around. I was just like, man. Hey, he's fucking old, man. He's he He's fucking old. <laughs> 92, I think. Something That's like that. He's in his 90s. I know that much. Yeah. So, um Yeah.
2: I met uh, I met John Romita Jr. Uh, I think at that same Dallas con, and uh, he was super cool and super <clears throat> nice.
1: Probably one of the coolest uh, people that I met, uh, aside from Stan Lee, was the first year that we went to comic or the first year that I went to Comic Palooza. Uh, I met Richard Horwitz, who is a voice actor. Uh, he plays uh, the voice of Invader Zim. He plays the voice of Daggett from uh, the Angry Beavers. He does like Skylanders. Like if you heard his voice, you know exactly who he is. Uh, he played Billy on the Adventure, uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. He played Alpha Five uh, in uh, Power Rangers. So he's gotten out there. And the coolest thing about him, in my experience, is that I, w- I was able to go up to him. There wasn't a long, there wasn't a line, um, and I was just able to sit there and just talk to him for about ten minutes just about voice acting and his career and where, you know, where he did all of his stuff. And, uh, I went back to him a few minutes later and I was just like, Hey, one of my friends absolutely adores you. Could I do, you know, could I take a video of you just delivering a message for him? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he did it. And I'm like, that's totally awesome. Like I would love to be able to, to, you know, in some form or fashion, I would love to be a professional voiceover. You know, I don't consider myself to be a professional because I'm not doing stuff that's seen nationwide. Mm. Um, so, to meet someone who does stuff like that and was, would be willing to take well, time. Well, if you've
2: gotten paid, that implies professional. Yeah.
1: But, in in my opinion, I'm not professional because I wasn't, like, professionally trained or anything like that. But um,
2: Well... I don't know. Definition wise <laughs> the very clear dividing line between hobby and profession is if you're getting paid and- Yeah.
1: I guess. Um, but anyways, like I would love to to be invited to go to a, a comic con or sure, something cool. like that and, and have people come up to me like, Oh dude, I'll listen to your work. Like I don't you know, I don't do it to like sound cocky. Like I'd be like, Oh, it's awesome. You you actually listen to something that I do. Yeah. Like you know, if we got a table and someone come up and they're like, dude, I'll listen to your podcast. I'd be like, holy shit. Someone listens to this. Right. You know, that's awesome. Let me take a picture with you. I'd be like, no, like no, let fuck. me take a picture with you. You know,
2: be like no fucking way. Get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Prove it. Show me. Show me. uh Let me see me. that
2: iTunes. Motherfucker. Yeah.
1: Show me your recent history. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I would, you know. I would just love to be able to do something like that, to to affect someone else in a positive manner. I think that's that's one of the coolest things ever.
2: For mm-hmm. sure.
1: So, that's, to me, that's one of the, the better moments of Comic Palooza that I've gotten to have. Just kind of sit there and, and chat with him for, even if it was like five or ten minutes, you know, for for someone else to be affected in that way is a great feeling, and that's how I felt.
2: Yeah, no doubt.
1: So... You know, it's the same with the people who listen to, to this podcast. You know, Lowson and Red Robin and Rhino have become friends through our show. And I think that's awesome because these are people who probably would never meet and never, you know, otherwise talk to one another. But through us, we have created a friendship, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's just really it's really cool. It's one of those, like, humbling feelings of, you know, is what I do important? Does it matter? And it's like, yeah. In in some form or fashion, there's obviously people who listen to the show and you are damn right it matters.
2: Uh, I don't know if it matters. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> okay. Well, it matters to me. Well, I mean, it keeps me sane. It matters to me. I don't know if it matters to anybody else, but uh Yeah. It's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So
1: uh so yeah, so definitely enjoy your time at at your comic convention and have a great time at the wrestling show Thomas I wonder
2: what show he's going to
1: uh, I'm not sure I want to say I saw it posted somewhere but uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head hmm. but uh, but thanks for the questions make sure you submit your questions on our Facebook page WNS Podcast our YouTube channel WNS Video check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook subscribe to us on iTunes Stitcher BeyondPod and Player.fm by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast
2: yeah follow the podcast on Twitter it's at WNS Podcast Daniel's
1: at W N S underscore Daniel and uh, you know. There you go. So uh Dude, shit. So thanks again everyone for tuning in for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week.